This is the Idea Time Show with Dr. Joe North, helping facilitators expand their creativity, confidence, and impact through the power of innovation in action. Gain confidence as a facilitator, confidence with the technology, and confidence with your content and event design. Tune in every week for practical tips, strategies, and interviews that will accelerate your personal and business success. And now, here's your host, Dr. Jo North. Hello there, and welcome to the Idea Time podcast. We've got such a good episode for you this week. I'm joined by Mark Whitaker from Valresco and Chris Wilson from Adamo. And they're brilliant because how I found out about these two guys is through using a product called V-Wall, that's V-W-A-L-L, and it's such a fantastic collaboration tool when you're doing virtually facilitated events, and I really, really love the tool. And it's so interesting to hear about their stories, how they got there, and what their plans are for V-Wall and other things going forward. So I'm really pleased that you've joined me again this week on the podcast. And let's give a big welcome to Mark and Chris. So Mark and Chris, how are you doing? Yeah, good, thanks. Uh, nice to be invited onto your podcast. and looking forward to talking a little bit about V-Wall. Fantastic. Good that you're here. Thank you. And hello to you too, Chris, as well. So people listening to the podcast won't be able to see you, but you're there with a mountain background on Zoom as we're recording this, but you're not really in the mountains, are you? Well, I could be in Barbados or Mozambique, but I, I am actually in my little cottage in Yorkshire. Yes. Yeah, lovely. So tell us about the relationship from a business point of view between the two of you. Chris and I have worked together for five years. I think we first sort of met when Chris was working with his conference sort of business and we were looking at ways to join distribution networks and networking events. So yeah, I've met Chris up in, in New York and, uh, and started the relationship there, just networking. I met you through VWall, so probably let's start there and work back. So what is VWall? How would you describe it? So VWall was, was our articulation of being able to work remotely from the very inception of our business back in 2010. We, we've, we've always worked remotely and we were always quite frustrated. There was obviously phone calls and, and Skype at the time was our weapon of choice. But we, we wanted to be able to do more than just communicate and collaborate through those video sort of chats. So we were very action orientated as a business and ourselves and for our clients. So, so VWall was really sort of born out of that need to become more action orientated. So whenever we're having conversations through video chat, there's also something tangible, sort of digitalized, written down at the end of that. And so articulation of that was being able to brainstorm and collect ideas and feedback. So that's where the need came from. Yeah, and I think what's wonderful is that you found a problem and you did something about it. You actually innovated to create some tech that would solve that solution and do so in a really friendly way. How hard was it, Mark, to actually get your idea from being a concept to something you could use in practice and then later on sell? I think two things that helped us on that journey. I'm sometimes regarded as a bit head in the clouds, can talk a lot about the innovation engine. And I've got some really great people on my team who can turn my ramblings into sort of sense. <laughs> so my business partner, Anthony Guy, who's our technical lead, would say, so what I think you're saying, Mark, is this. Is that what you think this product should look like? Yeah, that's it. Exactly, exactly. So part of that story was having someone around you who can turn an idea into something tangible with impact. 
impact because it's it's only a good idea in our view if it uh, has impact as well uh, and, and the impact for us was to solving something that, that we needed and the second element to it was we had no money so how do you build a minimum viable product with no money so you you sort of have to innovate commercially as well and that comes right back down to the networks who do you know who has the skills that you need and you don't necessarily need to transact fiscally it, it can be done through what i would call just simply bartering you know i have some skills <laughs> i can help you with networking with, with sales with delivery expertise so is that valuable for somebody who also can reciprocate with some software development expertise and that's how we started our journey and it was actually with uh, the university of salford so we started that journey with the university partnership who had software developers, but they needed some real commercial expertise. So we forged an interface betwixt those two skill sets that enabled us to build a minimum viable product. Excellent. That's really creative. And we all have ideas, you know, great ideas all the time. But the difference between being a successful entrepreneur and innovator and not is actually doing something with those ideas. So what do you think it was that really flicked the switch for you from turning it from an idea to something that you were going to invest time, effort and energy into? I've had a long-standing dissatisfaction with the sector that I represent, which is consultancy. And, and that's not because I don't value the worth of consultancy. I, um, I'm dissatisfied with the way that it's delivered. It doesn't really embrace new technology. It's, it's very steeped in very traditional boots-on-the-ground approach of which the clients have to pay lots of money for, typically, how the perception is. So for me, when you work in a traditional sense, the value creation is a lot harder to get to because you're busy doing transactional stuff. And really, the need for us was, if I want to go onto a client site and ask people their opinion, I often went onto client site and I was given whoever was there, even though I'd asked for maybe 15 people for an event, I might get five because the world keeps turning and Monday mornings are busy and people are trying to deal with their crisis. So for me, the dissatisfaction came with, well, let's not press on with that traditional thinking. What if we could ask everybody in the organization a question, get their feedback and their perception but I don't have to disrupt them you know that's better for me because I don't need to take up meeting room space it's better for the client because they don't have to find those people and actually it's beneficial for the project because everybody has an opinion and I'm really interested in it not just the threadbare population that the leadership team of the client says these are the best people to speak to which may very well be the best people but there's a lot more people in an organization than just the people who you normally uh, interact with. Yeah. yeah, I really identify with what you're saying about how challenging it can be sometimes to have a busy day job because your core business is, or one of your businesses, I should probably say, is Velresco. And then you're developing a new product, which is VWall, from idea through to implementation as well. And actually doing both of those can be a real challenge on time. So you have to be really committed to that, don't you? Yeah, you do. And we, we actually developed through that university partnership four products at the outset and we we actually we, we had to decide which was the horse we were going to back and and actually we couldn't decide betwixt the four because they all had value and impact so we, we picked two which has put quite a bit of strain and challenge on the business through the years because the two products that we picked are quite different you've got vwall which is low cost light touch high impact and then we have a sister product for productivity called vflow which needs more investment, more capability development to use the tool, 
but its return on investment is enormous. But the two products are very, very different in the way that you market them, the way you sell them, the way you deliver them. So sometimes it feels an impossible sort of choice to choose between these babies <laughs> that you've you've sort of you know you've loved and nurtured through the years. And, and, and like I said, we, we had to go forward, or we felt important that we went forward with two, which in hindsight, not that we knew a pandemic would come. But it allowed us to pivot between a piece of technology that needs us to be on site, which we can no longer do for the time being, to a piece of technology that we can use remotely. So actually, that decision we made eight years ago has actually mitigated, one may argue, our longevity going forward as we can pivot to a remote software product. Yeah, well ahead of the curve, well before Zoom had really taken off and, and all of those things. And you, you started working with Chris, I want to bring Chris in in here. And Chris, I see all sorts of great pearls of wisdom. You're very active on LinkedIn with productivity and innovation tips and ideas and things for you know, busy business people. So your skills will really play you know, to the strengths here, won't they? Working with VWall and getting VWall off the ground. So tell us a bit more about why you chose to be involved in VWall. Yeah, so just to go back to what you just said uh, you know Mark was way ahead of his time in that I actually was using this product in my events industry in 2015 uh, but it wasn't captured then as something that was technology that people were embracing they would rather sit in the room play with flip charts play with post-its and physical product and I had the dilemma when COVID happened that I still wanted to brainstorm collaborate and have ideation sessions but people couldn't do it physically so I scratched my head and I remembered my 2015 sort of legacy. And I rang Mark and said, Mark, are you still using VWall? And he said, well, yes, of course we are. So that's how it happened. And he's now helped me run some amazing sessions with people in all sorts of diverse locations. And now the populace are ready to embrace this virtual ideation tool because it's what they've been doing for the last three to six months. And therefore, it's absolutely ripe to carry on pushing through that. And it's enabled me to do short sessions on start, keep, simple sessions on where are we now, sessions on SWOT in terms of what's our strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, threats. And it doesn't matter where people are, they can either engage with it at that point in time or we can leave the wall open for them to come to it when the kids have gone to bed so they could do it at 11 o'clock in the morning or 11 o'clock at night. It doesn't really matter. So Chris, tell me, what sort of customers have been using VWall? Well, for me, I've been using it for a group of leaders where we've been going through some change and we've actually been role-playing some 90-day scenarios in terms of what does the future look like. So we've allowed it to adopt that methodology and then we've used that to then create some project plans from it. I've also been using it with a PR company where they have actually been going through the strengths, weaknesses, opportunities and threats. And we've also been working just back in the old events industry. We're working on some events going into October, November, actually bringing the whole B-Wall aspect back to some uh, large conferences that are happening. So some really different examples of how flexible VWall is and can be in all sorts of different contexts and scenarios. It looks so simple. And really it's about Mark saying, well, so is this what you're trying to do with it? Okay, we'll now tell you how you can use the tool to create mind mapping or storyboarding or ideation or wordles or even live voting. And it's just about having that intuitive cognitive process to think, how can I do this? How can I use the technology? And then magically it, it works. And people say, this is amazing. This is so cool. This is so simple. And it almost creates its own inertia. So it's a serendipitous opportunity that marks in at the moment. And I think there's an awful lot of opportunity to, to carry on pushing on. 
Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, as you know, I facilitate, I train for facilitators to facilitate as well. I write, I blog, I talk about different tools and do all sorts of things around facilitation. So I'm always really interested in anything that can actually help us as facilitators also create a fantastic delegate experience and get the job done, get the work done as well for sessions to achieve their objectives. I think it's really interesting as well. Mark, you said that you'd created a minimum viable product. And I wonder how far along, you know, from minimum viable products you are and what your roadmap for VWall might look like going forward. What are your plans? VWall is a sister product to our main business. And it stayed as a minimum viable product for many, many years. And actually, as we started to come into the pandemic and we needed the technology for us and for our clients to do a little more, we went way past minimum viable product and added some new features, new branding, just to bring it sort of in line with what people expect these days. So, you know, people are used to the Microsoft products and the Apple products and certain look and feel. And then we had to sort of stay aligned with those contemporary trends. So they will change, of course, because that's the, the contemporary nature of it. But we had to do something to bring that up to speed quite quickly. So I think we're well beyond minimum viable product now. And it's actually holding its own quite crowded marketplace, actually, since when we started back in you know, way back before 2015. So the roadmap really is about finding the niche for this particular product because the, the marketplace is now crowded as everybody seems to have jumped on this remote working bandwagon. So our challenge now is, is how do we differentiate in, in a crowded marketplace with no marketing budget? <laughs> so, you know, we can't shout as loud as some of the, the bigger players. So, so how do we do that? And for us, in as much as we try to keep the product as obvious as Microsoft, say, PowerPoint, you know when you pick up PowerPoint, it's for creating presentations. You wouldn't try and do your calculations on PowerPoint. And it was the same with VWAL. We needed to be so obvious that this is the product you pick up if you want to do objective, anonymous brainstorming and feedback. Mm -hmm. So uh, for us, it actually went against us that it was such a malleable product. So we had to reposition or having to reposition the product in its own space. Because when you develop these things, there's something in your mind always, not just the features, but it's the way you intend it to be used. And for us, and what's actually come out of that discussion is it's used for two things, two sides of the same coin. One of them is strategic decision making, where we have to get our leaders to sort of think about what does the next three months look like? And let's brainstorm what opportunities we go for. And then we have to poll on those opportunities because we can't do them all. So which one of those what's do we want to choose? And let's vote on it and agree. So that's one side of the coin. We're positioning VWAL as this strategic aid to help you align very quickly on what is the strategic what. But then the reverse side, if the leadership team has decided on what we're doing, so it then becomes how do we make that strategy happen? So then we have to brainstorm again. So how do we enact that strategy? How do we sort of move the company forward? And, and then it becomes a series of prioritizations which the organization can vote on. So positioning the product against a strategic what decisions and then the operational how uh, has become its niche. So, and, you know, it's quite appropriate because that's how we use it and that's why we advocate our clients use it and that's created a niche for the product. So if anyone's looking to do those strategic decisions or figure out how to get to those strategic endpoints, this is, this is the product. Mm. It's really important to be very clear on the value proposition and stick to knitting and in, in not trying to be too many things to too many people. And I think VWall does what it does really, really well. And Chris... 
you know, why do you think facilitators and others should consider VWAL over any other, you said it's a very crowded market, Mark, but over other solutions in the market, what do you think the distinctive value proposition is? It's still small and it's still developing, but it, it delivers exactly what I wanted to deliver. It, it's not trying to be all things to all men. It's a tool where you can ask people to engage with it. It produces the results quickly. And as the facilitator, you can then engage with the content, move it around, group it, ask for instant polls, do create instant wordles. And literally from a session starting to a session finishing in half an hour, you can extrapolate out all the great ideas with anonymity in a psychologically safe way. And by the end of the session, you can say, does this capture what we've discussed? Are we in agreement? Is the plan relevant? But most importantly, it allows you to take a big subject matter and then take you into another topic and say, wow, I wasn't expecting that. Let's now have a deep dive discussion on that specific point. And it allows you to do that without any barriers and without any frustrations. Yeah, and I'm really enjoying using it. And thank you, Chris. You gave me a demo slash training session. And since then, I've been really flying with it. So I do recommend that if you're listening and if you haven't heard of VWAL or tried it out, then have a look at it. It's www.vwall.org. There's a free trial option as well. So people can give it a go and see how they get on with it and, and experiment a little bit. There is, I think, Mark, yeah, it's a seven-day trial. Uh, it's a short window, so you need to strike while the iron's hot, get yourself ready, do the trial, which I did, and I enjoyed it that much. I, I started to work with Mark to try and introduce it to more people like yourself, Joe. I know we go back a long way through previous events, and I knew you were in the ideation space because I see how much you talk about it on your LinkedIn, as I do, and I thought, I really need to help Joe with this because I feel there's an obligation to serve to help people um, improve in the current marketplace. Yeah, thank you. Thanks, Chris. I'm really pleased that you did. So if people listening, if, if they want to find out more about both of you, which I'm sure they do, and experiment with VWall, I've given the link to VWall and I'll put that in the show notes as well. But where can people find you, Mark, and where can they find you, Chris? Mark first. Mark.Whitaker at Velresco.com is the, the best way to contact myself. Yeah. Great. Thank you. And Chris? Probably LinkedIn. Uh, so Chris Wilson, sales coach, if you put that into LinkedIn, you'll find me. Fantastic. And again, I'll put those links into the show notes as well. Really inspirational to hear how you've taken an idea. You've actually done something about it. You've created a commercial product that really has value and that helps me every day of the week. So thank you for that. And when you're listening in, do get in contact with Mark and Chris. And also, I'm sure they'd love to hear from you in terms of your experience with VWAL as well when you try it out. So thank you for listening and I'll see you again next time. Bye for now. Thank you for tuning in to the Idea Time Show brought to you by Dr. Joe North. Don't forget to subscribe to our channel and access more completely free resources at bigbangpartnership.co.uk forward slash resources. We'll see you next time.